0: Brigade Milfoil to Study Hub and I know this evening as Sarah's been talking about many of you are glued to the unfolding events in Ukraine and the team here is keeping an eye out for all the updates and they will of course be brought to you but in the meantime we will press on with the Study Hub and this evening we have two big subjects to explore but I'm wondering can you guess in any way what the first one might be?
1: Math is a wonderful thing Math is a really cool thing So get off your act, let's do some math. Math, 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 math.
0: There you go. Maths Paper 1 for Ordinary Level is up tonight. This evening, focusing on Maths and Irish Paper 1. That's the one, with the listening comprehension and the essay, where you get to use every phrase and every old shanuckle you can come up with to show off with them. So, Jan Kuplenome will be joined by Ethna Coin from Presentation College Athenry in Galway. So, get your question into us now. You can text us at 51551. But we begin this evening with Maths Paper 1, one of the so called big beasts of the leaving sir but it doesn't have to be that way for you and this year you've been given even more choice with fewer questions to do at ordinary level and we're joined now by our old friend from last year's study hub Jean kelly from the institute of education on leeson street in dublin gene you're very welcome back to study hub
2: Oh, thanks very much, Evelyn. How are you
0: doing? I'm great. Well, look, let's get straight into this, and we'll start there with Maths Ordinary Paper One. Uh, Can I just say that I'm waiting for your first mention of the log book because if I remember correctly, (laughs) last year it used uh, we'd go about two minutes, and the next thing yeah, you'd be mentioning (laughs) the log book. So I'll be waiting for the log book to make an appearance. (laughs) But uh, let's take that overview first of Paper One, and what has changed from last year? Because this is the big point we're making this year on Study Hub. A lot of amendments have been made to help the students really. Um, So we're just going to try and highlight those for students. So in the case of paper one, talk us through a little bit of the overview of that paper and the structure of it.
2: Okay, no problem. Well, there's uh, 10 questions. This actually goes for both papers. But for paper one, there's 10 questions. Uh, There's two sections. You have to do six. uh, Sorry, there's six short 30 mark questions. You have to do four of them instead of five. And then there's four long 50 mark questions. You have to do two of them instead of three which is great because they'll have a bit more choice and less to do in the same amount of time.
0: So there was a small bit of choice last year. That's become even more choice this year, which is great. But then in terms of the timings, sometimes people can get swamped because they get so used to one structure. You don't know what to be doing and and how to share out that extra time.
2: Exactly. Well, you see, it depends on how many questions they want to get done. I mean, a lot of students now that would be uh, of a good standard would probably want to do a few extra questions. So if they wanted to do a few extra questions, what I would recommend in terms of their timing, um, I would spend, so it's a 30 mark question, a short question, I would spend 15 minutes on each of those and you'd get five done. And then I would, for the longer questions, they're 50 mark questions, I would spend 25 minutes on those and you'll get three done. Now, you could spend more time on each question, but you wouldn't get as many questions done as such. But um, you do have the time. So, you know, you might as well throw in a few extra questions if you can, if you do have that time.
0: Now, when the question formats now, like, uh, you know, and they've they've been changing and everything, the idea is that they're Mm -hmm. becoming more kind of practical. Is that the phrase?
2: Well, they're trying to put everything into kind of real real life scenarios and that's for the longer questions really in section B it's like you know they're their context and they put everything into um you know real life scenarios like um that you could be talking about harvesting wheat and you could be talking about how much nitrogen fertilizer you could put on your land or You could be talking about the speed of a car when it's driving down the motorway. It's it's just trying to make it more practical based yeah, and, you know, putting everything into real life scenarios.
0: The other thing that's interesting, too, and we've noted this last year was a little more mixing of topics between the papers, because we used to have this approach of this list of subjects was covered by paper one and then this list was paper two. They're, They're playing around with that now, aren't they?
2: They are and they don't want it to be as predictable as it used to be because I remember in my time you could go in and, and question one was always financial maths. Question two and three were always algebra. <laughs> yeah. So you knew exactly what was coming up. But nowadays, they're, like you could be studying for paper two thinking that it's on on Monday, morning, or Monday afternoon or Monday morning. and something from paper two could come up on Friday, uh, the previous Friday on paper one. So like you could have area and volume mixing in, you could have even financial maths from paper one mixing in with paper two on the Monday. So you really need to be ready for, you know, all eventualities. They're definitely mixing topics together. And that's why like when students say to me, can I leave topics out now, seeing as I have more time or extra choice or whatever, with maths, you can't leave topics out at all. That's the unfortunate thing because the topics are all mixed in in one question. So yes. you could have the likes of differentiation mixing in with functions and graphs, mixing in with number patterns. And uh, that's an all in one question. So if you leave topics out, like your, your good topics could be mixed in, which are harder, more difficult topics. So... It's not worth it, really. You kind of have to be ready from the offset as well.
0: Okay, so as you say, it's not wise to try and pick and choose some topics from this paper and this whatever the paper because the questions could relate to it. But as much as you can nail those topics for paper one, I mean, you're going to say algebra to me, you're going to say complex numbers. What other subjects or topics should people be aware of?
2: Uh, On paper one, you've got algebra and that's more or less a foundation through all the topics in fairness because if you can't factorise or solve quadratics or simultaneous equations, you're kind of you know, they come up in other, other topics like the line and the circle on paper two and number patterns on paper one. So, the big topics on paper one are algebra, uh, differentiation, functions, and graphs. Then you've got financial maths, uh, number systems, and um, I'm sorry, sure I'm complex numbers. I'm leaving things out myself.
0: You're but, right. Um,
2: you know, you can't really leave anything out. So, the, the bigger topics tend to come up in the longer questions like differentiation and functions across tend to come up mixed in together. Um, financial maths comes up a lot, actually. There's a huge amount of financial maths. I was even talking to a couple of students that have done s- several mocks and they were saying that there was a lot of financial maths on paper, too, where you wouldn't have expected it at all. So they're big, chunky topics, all right, and they tend to come up throughout the course and throughout the questions on both papers.
0: Now, I am going to mention your favourite thing, the log books. How important (laughs) are the log tables, you know, in using them, not just to create your answers, but to be part of your actual written answer?
2: I believe, I've always said it to students, just put down a formula at the start of every question and make sure you refer back to the question. So if I said... Uh, find the equation of a line formula for paper two, let's say, and go to page 18 in the log tables, throw that formula down straight away. Then you need a slope to get there, so you're going to have to throw down the formula for slope it's just, if you, keep, if you keep writing down your formula, you'll keep reverting back to what you need in that particular formula for that particular question. So it's always a good, and it's always for to get marks as well. You Pick up marks every time you put down a formula. So it's a good idea. It's good practice, good technique.
0: So even though the formula is there, and I remember you saying this to me before, like so many of the answers oh. are in the logbook. Stick them down, have them there, and they also Absolutely. help you get those points. Because there's always that discussion with maths that you should show the work.
2: Show everything. Even if you think you're not showing... Like, just keep writing, keep showing everything, don't leave anything blank. And you can use all the rough work paper you can. Keep writing, that's my advice. If you leave things blank, you can't pick up marks.
0: And you mentioned the mocks and now that a lot of students will have done them and have either got uh-huh. the results or they're waiting for them, what way should they use the mocks to kind of help them focus on their study? Because I'm kind of aware we're kind of into the, the last run for most now. Most will yeah. have done the mocks, so they're really uh-huh. looking to, forward to June at this point. What is your sense of, you know, if somebody's kind of really a little bit overwhelmed by by preparing for maths paper one, What what what's the best, most efficient use of their time?
2: I think in terms of the mocks, just starting there, the mocks are really just to help you with your timing. For, because you have 25% of students this year that haven't actually sat a stage exam. So it's good for them to make sure that they sit down. In the in the long term now, you're talking two and a half hours for this paper. If they can sit it out and if they can time themselves properly, it's that's what the mock really does. It helps you time. It helps you to make sure that you're going to get the right amount of questions done in the right amount of time. But it also kind of gives them a good kick and focuses them in the right direction. Like some people might not have started yet. Some people, you know, they look at the mock and go, oh, my God, I have so much to do. But Mm. that's what they need sometimes. You need to focus in on that. Um, In terms of what you need to do from now until June, I think the best thing to do right now is every week do a topic and just summarize the notes that you have or summarize the main parts of that chapter from a book and get the main points out of it for maybe the first two days of the week and then for the rest of the week in that particular topic that you choose just continue to do exam paper questions and just familiarise yourself with the way the questions are asked all the time.
0: So don't be jumping Um, around focus on a topic a week and try and nail that. Yeah
2: exactly short kind of bursts I'd probably do about 30 minutes to an hour a day if I could But I know like some people don't have that time. I mean, they do have seven, eight other other subjects to do. But if you could even do half an hour every day, seven days a week for 14 weeks, you'd get the whole paper, literally, not just paper one, paper two, you get everything covered because there's seven topics on paper one, there's seven topics on paper two, and there's 14 weeks left. Pick a topic a week.
0: OK, thank you so much, Jean Kelly. Not at
2: all, not so at all.
0: earlier this week in episode one of the Study Hub, um, available to download now, we talked to friends we'd made during Study Hub Series 1 last year when we got in touch with friends of the show, students who were doing their Leaving Cert and had YouTube or social media channels dedicated to following their year. So if you're doing that, we'd love to hear from you. But one of the people we got friendly with last year was Molly O'Brien, another student who we talked to. And we got back in touch with her just to see what she would like to say to you guys now that you're doing the Leaving Cert class. This year.
1: Hey, it's Molly O'Brien here. I went to Loretto Navan and I'm currently studying New Media Studies in IADT Dunleary. De I'm delighted to be studying New Media Studies as it was my first choice. My top tips for doing the Leaving Cert in 2022 is to stay consistent with studying, but the bigger picture for me was to also keep up my fitness. Even going out for a 30 minute run or walk every day before or after school really helped me to take a break and forget about the stress of the Leaving Cert. Not only was fitness as important to me, but keeping up with your social life is another important part of taking a break and having fun with your friends outside school. Yes, I agree. The Leaving Cert is important, but believe me, it's not absolutely everything in life. You'll always end up where you're supposed to be. Everything happens for a reason and good luck to the class of Leaving Cert 2022.
0: And our thanks to Molly O'Brien. There, we wish her well with her studies, and she's right. You know, it's only an exam, and it doesn't define you. But a rile in it, and we're on to uh, Paul Pearhane Gaelga Irish orals as well. And to get some top tips and a couple of hints, we are going to be talking to Sean Carol in Gloria Ethna Coyne Ethna teaches Gaelg at Presentation College Ryan Galway, as well as being an oral Irish examiner for many years, which is great for us. And she joined us last year in the show, so we're delighted she's back with us. But first, to get your Gaelga vocab rolling, and to give you an insight into what the Irish oral or Scruthu is really like for some of you. Here's a clip from the fantastic short film Lip Service. Now, this was written and directed by Paul Mercier, and it stars the wonderful Sean McGinley as the examiner who is getting more and more exasperated as, how do we put it, at the contribution of some of the students coming in. So, here we start with a student who clearly prepared questions around her holiday in the Gaeltacht, though I'm not sure how much it really helped her. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. Carrotho. Cooed Miller McCorda, Vincrack Noka. No. Vincrack on a Noka. eh, chocolate on Firsic.
0: Anshin Kumurgadi on disco, Augusta, Dolmerdlin and Lemonida. Augusta, nor a stop disco with Torsha so, eh, H. Maya Anshin Gushigmega Tubbin. August Anshin. Erm. Um, so what was the question again? Oh, Ethna, my heart goes out to Sean McGinley in that film. You're going to join us this evening to give us some ideas of what students can do to prepare a little bit. Um, you might start by talking about the different components in the Screw the Bail, Ethna, for us.
1: Okay, well, first of all, I'm sure students... Hi, Evelyn, sorry. Hi, Evelyn. First of all, students, I'm sure, are aware of the importance of the oral Irish. It's worth 240 marks, which is 40%. Um, So it's a a huge part of the exam and very important, obviously. Um, It's taking place during the Easter holidays this year, which is a little bit different, but the format is exactly the same as other years. However, there will be external examiners in, so they won't be uh, examined by their their teachers, as was done last year. Um, There are four parts. To the screw uh, the counter um, the faltsu, leaven filiacht the strap picture and cora. Now the faltsu is worth five marks, and one minute is dedicated to it. five poems to prepare thirty-five marks. Uh, the strap picture is eighty, and the cora is worth one hundred and twenty.
0: And I know that what you think is, look, they start easily as in you can give your personal details for that foil too and it kind of settles the nerves a little bit. Um, Other tips you have, like writing the exam number down on the paper, you can use that as a help, you say.
1: Absolutely. But if all you has, uh, these five little pieces of information, e Sholu and this, sometimes people might get a little bit flustered. So that's one thing they can do. For the Leibh they can bring in their own script and put fawriacht notes, phonetic notes on that. And just to use their panamsiha, their highlighter for highlighting shevu and urú and little things like that to make sure that their of their pronunciation and rícham na comes across well. And delivery is very important, not to be afraid to be as well and to have the right tone. For instance, Gavin is a very, it's, it's uh, negative and despairing. So to be dramatic and engage in the right tone in your delivery there.
0: Now, in terms of building up your confidence to get the Gaelga flowing, particularly this cohort of students, you know, who missed a lot of kind of face-to-face school time over the while. what What is the best way to get, you know, get that vocab flowing, do you think?
1: It's just really, Evelyn, you know, just keep practicing over and over again. There's no such thing as being excessive in this regard. Um, to go through your topics, it's not a, it's not an assessment of your information on, you know, current affairs or anything like that. It sticks pretty much to um, accessible subject matter, for instance, your family or school. Um, then, depending on your ability, you could go into the education system, but your pastimes are always there as well. And it's up to you really to steer the interview. So so to do mind maps and to speak out loud is very important, to project your voice and to speak in front of a mirror or speak to whoever is at home, if they have a couple of fuckle, um, to go online, to listen to Radio No to listen to TG Car, all of those resources are there and they're free and they're very accessible. To work in pairs, to work in study groups, all of those, every little bit helps. But to think as now and, you know, and to keep going like that and to prepare yourself because you do really go into autopilot if you have enough
0: practice done. And one of the joys might be to go to see on Colleen Kuhn, which I was lucky enough to see last night an absolutely beautiful movie as Gailga. and just to see Gailga in that way I just think it would be really encouraging yeah. for, for Leaving Cert students. Moving yeah. on then to paper one, Popper a then the essay of course is a big focus of all this here. That little piece of advice though because people can be worried sometimes that they're not going to understand a title that they're going to miss, you know, interpret a word what's your advice around that if somebody panics when they see the list of essays?
1: Just to take your time, they have lots of, even though there aren't any changes in this paper now, they still have ample time to address the paper properly and uh, successfully. First of all, you have the closed fishkins and uh, I'd, I'd suggest in that respect to look over the examinations.ie to look at the scripts of the, um, the closed fishkins there and just to look at what comes up uh, regularly. And there are patterns to be seen there. The essay, as you said, does unnecessarily create a lot of tension and stress for people but a lot of those essay titles uh, have been pre-prepared for the oral you know so Mm -hmm. there are overlaps the further and further on you go in the course the more and more overlaps you see so um, if you don't understand a title though my advice would be to steer clear of it and to assess the paper carefully and at length to make sure that you find something that you can relate to and that you have the necessary vocabulary for because the, uh, the marking scheme there is you know it's five for steel, which basically means that you pick the right genre don't write short story for an essay title for instance over is how much you relate to what you're actually being asked now if you don't get your 15 marks there even though it is only 15 marks you're likely to lose your marks for the which is the full 80 so be very very careful there and there is a wide spectrum of choice on that paper so make sure you pick something there you can suitably show and showcase all you've learned here you know.
0: Now I know everybody's handwriting is different and certainly my handwriting in an exam hall was completely different to you I know, know when I was writing a letter to but I know the advice or sorry what is your advice in terms of length of answers for people with the ASHA like what is the kind of aim around that?
1: Well they say 600 words but that said you know don't start counting words in it and then leaving a exam you know roughly two pages at least two pages but two to three is the advice um, but you must have two pages because if you don't hit the two-page at least target, then you're going to be marked under a different marking scheme. So that's important. Uh, But if you're going for a Z-sport option, for instance, you're going to have an introductory paragraph and you're going to have a closing paragraph. So that takes a little bit of the stress off people. Another thing to take into consideration there, Evelyn, as well is sometimes people shy away from the Z-sport as an option. But if you have an Ashta prepared um, and a topic is to be seen in the Z-sport section, you can Attempt the e-sport option. Uh, you lose at most five marks because you're not fulfilling the criteria of steel, but you have it for cringus and over. And just really
0: quickly, finally, I know you want to emphasise. Look, you've been studying the subject for fourteen years. Now's your time to show off. Enjoy it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Finish with the flourish. Now would be my advice. You know, go in there and showcase everything that you've learned and uh, feel good after it. Be positive. Use good communication. And, you know, test bond mass, don't screw the hoar. I'll go through the vegum Um But definitely, you know, this is your okay. chance to to get 40% and okay. to do very well.
0: Thanks, Ethan. I'm going to finish with the flourish myself and hand back over to Sarah. <laughs> okay, That's our lot for this evening. Slonger so Full. Don't forget, you can download a podcast of the show later on this evening. We're back here on Tuesday with more maths and geography. So So that's it from us for this evening. Back to Sarah.